Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, all you lovers out there. Get ready to get all warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's most romantic and devilishly sexy, if I do say so myself. Oh, yeah. I'm Joel Cupid Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Barry White Sowash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. This week, Chad gets to give George LaRock a big F you. Job Vite backs up the Brinks truck, and millennials are showing no love to LinkedIn. Fuck. Fucking millennials. Grab your overpriced roses, a bottle of Merlot, and get cozy, lovebirds. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video, or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser-focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Chad Barry White so much. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Happy Valentine's oh, yeah. Day. Any big plans? Oh, yeah. A uh, little uh, little love with my wife. Um, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I already have the roses, the 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 chocolate dipped strawberries, <laughs> all that stuff's been done this morning. I'll make sure to you know keep it keep it real and keep it romantic the entire weekend because that's how we do things here in the Sawash. That's very troubling. It's very troubling. I'm having uh, my mom, all three kids, uh, and I think tacos tonight is uh, our Valentine's Day. So tomorrow, tomorrow is date night. However, we're okay. getting the babysitter. Uh, we're gonna do one of those. Uh, rooms where you get locked in you got a what's it called uh, escape room or something escape like room yeah, yeah we're doing escape room some dinner and drinks and uh yeah just chilling out a little bit when you have a two-year-old those lovely moments are few and far between so we'll take yeah. advantage of it as, as best we can <laughs> but uh we're traveling next week so there's nothing too crazy traveling next week to bamf to go to the gathering bitches <laughs> most of our audience is saying what the hell is bamf and what the hell is the gathering yeah most people know what bamf is is because it is like this picturesque postcard wherever you turn it looks like a postcard right it's just fucking gorgeous um it's in the canadian rockies and it's interesting that you know 
in talking to recruitment marketers and telling them about the gathering and then them checking out the the website that none of them had heard of it number one mm-hmm. um, because it is about brand and we're talking about cult brands right mm-hmm. but none of these guys knew of it and they won't be there so I know you're jelly motherfuckers that's right <laughs> It's mostly a, a vacation, I think, at this point. Um, although, <laughs> although Indeed is going to be there, so uh, Indeed Canada, maybe, maybe some Metropolis ah. folks. I don't know. Ooh. We'll have to, we'll have to get all like Geraldo on them and try to get them in an interview while we're there. Well, this is, and it's interesting too because I mean, we're going to Banff this coming week, and Indeed Canada. I mean, they pretty much love us. It's it's the people in Austin that I think don't <laughs> like us as much. And we're going to Austin the last week for a super secret project that we can't tell anybody about. Our rest of the month is an Indeed sandwich, basically. <laughs> uh, we've got Canada up top and Austin at the bottom. It's, it could be interesting. Ooh, yeah, Happy Valentine's be. Day to us. No shit, man. All right, dude. I got one main shout out. I got to get okay. it out there. Shout out to El Chapo, baby. Yes. My man was my man was found guilty on all 10 counts, drug trafficking, coercion, cocaine, everything. And uh El Chapo, as many know, are are integral to the show. <laughs> For one thing, and, and really, frankly, I just wanted to play this soundbite from Career Builder, as as most people will know. Please enjoy. Lastly, trip. <laughs> yes, there will be a trip. I just don't know when and where yet. As soon as I will know, you will know. And know this: we're not sleeping on this. This is—it's not like we're not focused. Not we sleeping on this. We actually had a trip done about three weeks ago. We had a, a great hotel in Cabo. We had dates confirmed. What happened? The problem is, Cabo has become completely destabilized. <laughs> oh, shit. They, literally, this holiday season, they've had over 50,000 reservations canceled. Evidently, when El Chapo was incarcerated, <laughs> the code of ethics that he instilled in, in Cabo the code ago, has gone of away. Ethics. There's no code of ethics. There's no court of honor. All of a sudden, there's no power. So you're seeing things happen that you haven't seen in the past where people, gangs, drug dealers, will actually go into restaurants and shoot up the place. So bottom line is this. Oh, shit. I wish I could sit here and tell you we have... And I'm out. Drop the mic. So everybody, just in case you forgot, that was actually was it what is his name? John Smith or Anderson? John Smith. There yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. So he was like <laughs> VP of sales or some shit like that. And he was talking to the salespeople about why they're not going to Cabo. And the reason was El Chapo is not in power anymore. And now guess what? They're really fucked because El Chapo. 10 counts, his ass is going to be in a prison. And he has escaped twice from prison. (laughs) However, those were Mexican prisons, and I really can't, you know, I can't vouch for them. He is going to be in Colorado, I think. Uh So, uh, yeah, he should be locked up for life. We should have heard the last of El Chapo. But we have not heard the last of that soundbite. It will come back. Yes. It will come back. Thank you, Career Builder. Thank you. The gift that keeps on giving is Valentine's Day. So let's keep this going. We've got... I don't know if it's Kika Ward or Keish. It's, it's spelled K-E-C-A. But anyway, she's a first-time listener. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. Get your peers to listen and subscribe. Your family, people in the supermarket. I mean, that's your mission. Go get more Chad and Cheese loving listeners, people. That's what we need. <laughs>
Spread the love, I think, is what you're saying on this Valentine's Day. Yeah. All right. Audra Knight, thanks for bringing ZipRecruiter's ugly ass Facebook ad to our attention. And then I went on to LinkedIn and there it fucking was mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. It looks like this, this like. It looks like a bad 70s album cover. Uh, it, will, it looks like a Christmas card that you would find like in a clearance bin All at, right. at oh, like the dollar store, right? So it'd be like a 25 cent card. It was ugly as shit. So ZipRecruiter, I know you've got cash to do better. So my God, dude. Make that shit work. Tighten it up, Zip. Go to 99designs. <laughs> Where, by the way, we will be announcing the new t-shirt winner yes. Monday. Yes. We're very excited. I'm yeah, pretty excited <laughs> about that shit. Also, Hierology tweeted a pic of their Chad and Cheese discussion group. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, I think we should actually take it further than that. I would like to do a special discussion group for these guys since they have one and maybe try to schedule that around the TA Tech uh, Recruitment Summit uh, in Chicago. What do you think? I love this listen party. My only problem is they said, you know, what's missing is the wine. <laughs> and if you're if you're trying to enjoy our show with wine, I think you're doing it wrong. Actually, Kyle brought beer to one of our shows before, so I can guarantee you, especially if it's off site they will be bringing the beer but but that being said if you're not yet going to the ta tech recruitment marketing summit go to tatech.org and get your fucking tickets for god's sakes we're going to be there obviously it's going to be a hit so let's do this it's going to be epic as the kids say Uh, what else? You got tons of shout outs, yeah. man. All I wanted was the El Chapo soundbite. So you go to town on these, the, you go to town on these. Shout-outs. Okay. So jobpile.ai tweeted, uh, some love to us out there. Uh, and they're in the UK and we don't have a chat bot yet in deathmatch for Lisbon. So I think, yeah. we might, I think we might try to get these guys on as the number four spot because right now we've got Tin Guy in TNG, the, uh, yep. the creepy interviewing robot. We've got Candidate.id, the Scotsman, the kilts, and the uh, the Braveheart shit. Um, we've got Opening.io, who just signed on. And we've Love got it. one more, one more left. So maybe it'll be job pal. Maybe we'll get a chat bot in that bitch. Well, if, if it's any incentive, our very first deathmatch winner... <laughs> just had a very profitable exit. I'm not saying they're connected, but I'm not saying they're not connected. So, yes. you know, it's not a bad thing to be on our our death match, apparently. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, though, TNG started talking smack to Candidate ID on Twitter this week. So they're already getting into <laughs> like death match kind of competition <laughs> mode, which I love. We're like four months away and the trash talking has already started. I love it. I love that shit. Uh, Last but not least, yeah, Ed from Philly. Hey, buddy. Yeah, dude, he's in for doing some sound bites for us. So I'll be I'll be reaching out. I better get his deepest Philly accent possible. (laughs) Like, I want to feel like Ed is non on a cheesesteak when he's doing sound bites for us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's got his Eagles jersey on. Yes. Yeah, he's watching Rocky and he's yes. eating a cheese I want a Mike I want a Mike Schmidt jersey. I want him to grow out a Mike Schmidt mustache, yeah. eat a cheesesteak, and do sound bites for us. That's what I want. <laughs> Maybe some yingling. That would be sweet. That would be very sweet. Uh, so last but not least, events. Joel did. He, he said, obviously, we're going to roll out the T-shirt. Uh, we're going to be at events throughout this year. We're, we're going to add some more events. 
uh, here soon, to be quite frank. But go to chadcheese.com, check out, just click on events and check out where we're going to be. Buy your tickets, register, get your asses there. And then also check out the new Chad and Cheese logo sporting the uh, shaker trucker hats. That's fucking classic. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. Awesome, dude. Let's get let's get to the big F you to uh, George LaRock. I know you're excited what? to get to that. Oh, no. George is a sweetheart. Data over people. What did you get and where did you get it? Because this is all about the ISIMS traffic data. You know, I'm plugged into like the dark web of recruiting <laughs> news. So I was on the receiving end of an ISIMS update. Uh-huh. Uh, ISIMS, friend of the show, yeah. obviously. Yep. Um, and they're uh, basically a bunch of news, what they're doing, stuff that's going on. And the thing that obviously stuck out to me like a sore thumb was data that they've been able to garner from their 4,000 clients, data showing that their clients are seeing a whopping 60, that's 6-0% drop in uh, referrals or traffic from Indeed, Uh but also showing a 150% increase from Google traffic. So this is in stark contrast to our George LaRock survey that we've discussed and I actually have a podcast out today, uh-huh. uh, which will be yesterday for the people listening tomorrow. But anyway, George was very critical of Google. They're not all that. Uh, it's not where all job search starts. iSims has real data, 4,000 companies. George had, you know, 500 survey monkeys um, out there telling him uh, info information for his survey. So from my standpoint, as much as it makes me pain and hurt <laughs> so wash wins with data on this topic how do you not win with data i mean seriously and that was my whole reason for the conversation if you haven't listened to uh the podcast this this week with george um guy guy's awesome and i mean he's just looking for signals um but sometimes i believe in our industry we look in in the wrong places for signals in some cases um did get some action and some love from uh todd masonich uh resident tech stud over at tmp tech stud i I think that's on his card but uh he did say (laughs) worth mentioning we've seen the same gain and that's tmp seen the same gain in traction from google for jobs across our clients most Mm -hmm. likely a byproduct of google uh biasing jobs on integrated employer sites rather than jobs Uh, on integrated job boards, which I think is, I think is interesting because we've talked about this before. Will Google bias that content? I guess the big question is how are they biasing it? Because generally there's a job posting on Google that you go to and there are uh, ways that you can actually go and apply for the job and they give you the career site. They give you all these different job board opportunities. Mm-hmm. So how are they fucking biasing? I don't understand. That's number one. This is you talking or yeah, very me. wide of TMP talking? Yeah, me. I mean, that Todd's saying they're biasing it. I don't understand how it's biased if the options are are, are provided. Um, I mean, I think I, I can't speak for Google, but I think if they were here, they would say that algorithmically, they're learning that people are choosing to click on the direct link to an employer site as opposed to a job board site. So we're going to continue to show that to the users because they're showing us that that's what they want. But if you use, if you actually use Google for jobs and you land on the job posting on Google, it gives you options on how to apply. So therefore, if the career site is like in the number one position, it still gives you 
those options. So I guess, is that what the bias is? Possibly that they're offering the career site like first? You're going to have to dig a little bit deeper with Todd, but I'm going to go to tweet number two because this is a three-part tweet. Jesus. But the Indeed story is misleading. In January of 2018, they moved to a two-pane experience, which included a hosted job description. Ultimately, employers are likely seeing significantly less traffic from Indeed, but not a negligible decrease in applicants. I still have a problem with this whole two-pane bullshit that Indeed is doing because uh-huh. you have to pay on that first click, but you're not actually getting the job seeker to your site on that click. And, and prospectively, not just getting them to apply for that job because maybe they're not ready for that job, and that's great, mm-hmm. but that is my candidate right right now or my user right now. If I can afford them an opportunity to look for another job on my site, that's what I'm fucking paying for. But guess what? Indeed is taking that away. Mm-hmm. To be able to say it's misleading because of this new two pain, I mean, well, that's fucking Indeed's fault. They're not actually delivering the eyeballs to the site and allowing the brand to do the work. They're saying, no, mm-hmm. you're going to pay for that click. But once they click again, then you'll get them. And in most cases that I've seen make you register for Indeed before you go much further anywhere else. Dude, I'd be going fucking ape shit. <laughs> That's literally holding a candidate hostage that you fucking paid for. Well, everybody does it. It doesn't make it right. That's bullshit. <laughs> I know it doesn't make it right, but I'm saying maybe that's why they're saying screw going to a job site because they've been fucking with me for so long. I'm just yeah. going to go right to the company site. Tweet three, our data suggests only a 2% decrease in conversions, but a 75% decrease in conversion rate. My point, I don't believe the extent to which Indeed's traffic is down is a consequence of Google for jobs, but rather it's a result of a conscientious and value-driven decision by Indeed. TMP's an agency and they want to kind of pander a little bit. Well, agencies aren't going to make a lot of money, if any, on Google stuff versus Indeed stuff. Like that's an easy sell to make. But yeah, like, of course, we've seen this forever. This agencies came out in favor of Monster back in the day, Career Builder, Dice. Like, they're going to they're gonna defend, mm-hmm. you know, where their bread is buttered. In this case, Indeed. They make a lot of money on Indeed, I bet. So hopefully we could get some love from, from Todd and maybe we can even get him on the show and talk through these points um, because he has a shit ton of ta- data. And once again, this isn't survey data. These are analytics. So that was the big, I mean, really the big differentiation between Georgia survey and what I was looking for is actual hard data. That's it. Also announced from iSims, they're now uh-huh. developing or have launched uh, Facebook Messenger, WeChat, and WhatsApp as uh, solutions or platforms as well. So we've seen this with TalkPush, and now we're going to start seeing it with uh, with the iSims platform. Oh, yeah. And if I had to guess, the job bite platform in the near future, <laughs> which brings us maybe to our next story, unless you have comments about that. Yeah, no, uh, this next segment is dedicated to Mason Wong, who uh, tweeted, <laughs> he is eagerly awaiting Chad and Chi's perspective on this next topic. Thanks, Mason. This one's for you, buddy. And you're bound to be disappointed, Mason, but we'll give it our best <laughs> shot. You want to go first, Chad? K1 mm-hmm. pushes money to job fight. 200 million. A little bit of cash. A little bit of cheddar. Then they they turn around. I'm sure this was obviously all dealt out. Mm-hmm. And by Canvas, 
roll point, and telemetry. Fuck. That's a three-player deal that uh, would definitely make the headlines at, on SportsCenter, for sure. Canvas, sponsor the show. Yeah. I don't even know if they're two years old. I guess they're they're over two, year, two years old, but what a great story. Um, we were one of the first. We went into to their offices and interviewed them early on. Mm-hmm. They've been a friend of the show. They've been on Deathmatch. Their sponsor, like, I know you and I can't be happier or couldn't be happier for Amon Bra and his team because they're just good people. Uh, they're here locally where we live. Uh, so great for them. Telemetry and role point, I don't know mu- as much about or much about. I know there's a component mm-hmm. of referrals, particularly internally. That's that's big there. I think, you know, my take on all this and, and the news is great, but I think, you know, the bigger, the bigger question, I guess my opinion on this is, you know, Microsoft dropped a big asteroid on our whole industry two, three years ago. <laughs> ago when they <laughs> when they paid 26 billion dollars for LinkedIn. Yep. And then everyone knew that LinkedIn was going to be like the platform of choice for a lot of people or that's what they were aiming for. Mm-hmm. Google came in the game and that was like a double asteroid uh, that hit our industry. Um, Facebook came in, although they've they've been a little bit uh, less aggressive maybe yeah. yes. recently because of their whole privacy shit. So then, you know, Indeed panics, ZipRecruiter panics, uh, every job board panics. Um, and we've seen that we've seen the dysfunction kind of flow down into the job board market at first. And then now, we're, now I think we're seeing the reaction with the ATS market. So now everyone is like, we can't just survive on being this ugly duct tape people management system. I think inevitably, you know, LinkedIn and Google are going to be our Coke and Pepsi. And now it's like, who's going to be Dr. Pepper? Who's going to be Sprite? Who's going to be Red Bull? And those things are being decided, you know, right in front of our eyes and will probably be decided over the next, you know, two, three, five years. I do feel a shades of ISIMs and then also trying to catch up and Mm -hmm. in trying to catch up to an ISIMs and get the fuck out of an SMB market that Google is starting to to gain ground in. We're going to talk about Mm -hmm. invading uh, different countries. I think ISIMs overall believes that uh, whether right or wrong, uh, and we saw this when we were in New Jersey and, and Colin was talking about it, that uh, that Google, uh, from an ATS standpoint, is really going to have their hands full in the SMB market, mm-hmm. right? And, and Jobvite is in the SMB mid-market. So it's almost like, okay, what do we do? How, how do we, if we want to get away from Google, right? Or get away from this market to an extent and become an enterprise player, how do we do that? Well, we sure the fuck can't go out and develop all this stuff. So we're going to have to acquire and or a partner. And in this case, obviously it was, it was acquisition. So telemetry, you know, a CRM, career sites, source analytics, yeah. uh, deeply integrated to other ATS platforms, role point, uh, employee referral system, mm-hmm. which I, you just don't see any of those work. So good for them, uh, role point, because now they're rolled up into a much larger system and they don't have to be out there on their own. Uh, and then canvas, right? I mean, that one I thought was just too damned easy, especially after you saw the iSIMS acquisition of mm-hmm. text recruit, because the ability to get response out of text versus email, uh, not to mention, you know, they've got cool bitmojis and shit. It just made sense. You knew it was going to happen. You just didn't know how long it was going to take. So that was pretty quick. My question, mm-hmm. will these companies be blended, you know, into one brand? Or will they continue to work as separate brands? And and you and I have had kind of like disagreements on Text Recruit and iSIMS and how I believe they're going to stay a separate brand mm-hmm. just from a, a, a market standpoint. I think it's smarter. I mean, these are three additional 
platforms. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think some of them will roll up? They'll all keep their own or they'll all roll up? Uh, this would be a guess at this point, but um, I would have to believe that eventually it'll all be under the job bite brand. Yeah. Um, I think in the near future, they'll all, they'll all remain separate. They'll all do business as usual. Um, I'm sure there'll be cross-selling. There'll be uh, maybe, you know, greater promotion on Jobvite to use those services or maybe discounts or incentives mm -hmm. to use all of them. But ultimately, I think the technology, the, the, the folks working there will all become Jobvite employees. It'll be, you know, Jobvite messaging or Jobvite communications instead of Canvas. Um, and I think iSIMS will be the same as well. I mean, I think, I think even we're seeing less and less like text recruit branding then it's just iSIMS is rolling out WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. I mean, ultimately, Text Recruit is the, the brain power behind that, mm -hmm. but it's not coming out as a Text Recruit product. I really believe that the way that iSIMS and Text Recruit have continued to move forward as separate brands, I think uh, not in all cases with this. I think Rollpoint, in in, you know, in a, to an extent, could prospectively roll up under under Jobvite. But I think there is better uh, revenue opportunities with that separate brand mm -hmm. to be able to sell into other applicant tracking systems. So you're not just focused on being able to provide a text and or messaging opportunity uh, within the Jobvite platform, dude, you've got a much larger market and you can pretty much sell to anybody. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no wrong answer between a branded house or a house of brands. I just think they have a better opportunity going in under a separate name that's not a pure competitor. We just, we just need to get Amon and Finnegan on the show and ask them... <laughs> And, yes. and I don't know what they're going to say, but like, we'll try to read between the lines and see what, what's really going yeah. on. Uh, okay. So speaking of a product and brand that doesn't suck, uh, let's get a quick word from Job at X and we'll talk about Indeed and LinkedIn. Do it. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Ugh. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low, budgets are wasted, jobs go unfilled, no one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobEdX's relevant results attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. Job Addicts. Together, we can save job search. Together, we can save job search. <laughs> Not a bold promise at all. <laughs> Good on you, Job Addicts. Let those balls hang low. I love it. Make it happen. Um, speaking of balls hanging low, wow. uh, Indeed. Yeah. Uh, two items in the news. They have a new CEO and uh, they continue to crush it from a revenue perspective. Yep. I'm happy to talk about either one first. I'll leave it up to you, lover boy. Go ahead and hit the revenue piece. Okay. So uh, Q3 revenue rises 6% across the entire business of Recruit. By the way, I had no idea how much money these fuckers make. Oh, it's yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Yes. It's billions. Mm -hmm. So they make a ton of money. Um, these job board things are just little side projects. 
to their bigger yes. bigger revenue stuff. But anyway, six uh, percent growth over the quarter uh, within HR technology, which is kind of where we you know where we talk. Uh, revenue growth was mainly due to increased sponsored job advertising revenue from new and existing clients at Indeed. And the inclusion of Glassdoor, which was acquired last year in Q1, uh, the group added that Glassdoor attracted approximately 64 million monthly unique visitors and traffic grew double digits year on year in Q3 of 18. As of the end of Q3 of last year, Glassdoor had approximately, and you had a jaw dropping moment on this one, 800 employees. What the fuck? <laughs> 800? What are those people doing? 800 employees? Jesus. Can't they find some robots for some of that shit? 800, dude. Got to sell shit, man. Got to call people and and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so. You know where that revenue, that Indeed revenue (laughs) is coming from, right? (laughs) Was it staffing? Is that where you're going with Uh, that? Yeah. So you kick kick staffing to the curb and say, fuck you. You're paying for it or you're not getting it at all because you're not getting it for free anymore. And then staffing comes in with their head hanging low like a whipped fucking puppy and they pay a shit ton of cash. So it's like, okay, we that's how indeed starts to like bleed you dry, right? That's just slowly. They're bleeding you dry. They're bleeding you dry. And then guess what? They cut it and then the blood just starts fucking flowing. That I would say from my standpoint, I could be wrong is definitely one of the reasons why they could have seen a bump is because staffing companies, all staffing companies said, ah, oh, fuck. Now we have to open up the checkbook. Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly right. I remember when Indeed cut off job boards and it was like, holy shit, we got to we got to pay money at least until we figure out where we get the rest of our traffic. Yes. So I'm sure there was a huge spike in Indeed when they turned off, reduced the spigot, if you will, on on job boards. But, yeah. dude, this is a almost $21 billion uh, company. Yes. Like, it's huge. I had no idea. Yeah. Damn. No, it is fucking crazy. I mean, staffing, you know, there's some there's some, there's some, some cash in staffing. I'm, we're in the wrong business, man. We need to get out of this <laughs> podcasting shit. Uh, they have a new CEO. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, when you're seeing numbers like this, right? Uh, from Indeed, and they they're they're seeing the growth, and they're going through the plan, and you know they 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 bled job boards dry, kicked them to the curb. Now they're bleeding staffing companies dry. Who knows when they're going to kick them to the curb, right? Why would you change CEO? I have an answer. Okay, it's a it's a guess more than an answer, but here's my guess. Okay. Um, so I like it. So uh, the new the new CEO Chris Hyams uh, is uh-huh. is an Indeed veteran, um, yep. primarily on the tech side. Not primarily. Yeah, product yes, guy. Pretty he's much product, product uh, hiring tech. Uh, he's got a tech yeah. background, et cetera. Um, he's replacing Deco as uh, Haiseyuki Idekoba. Yeah, so Deco is his nickname. He was he was a recruit guy. He yeah, was, he was yeah, a recruit total guy. like management executive, uh, board board yeah. of director guy. You know, Wharton School mm-hmm. of Business kind of guy. So so my guess is they said, look. You know, we're not just post jobs and like using existing tech to grow like we need to grow products, services. We need to compete with, you know, the resources of a LinkedIn, Microsoft, Google, et cetera. Like this is the new game. Right. So to put a guy in charge that has a tech background and has, I, I'm assuming, very deep knowledge of, of Indeed's, you know, platform uh, and what what they do and what they can do. So oh, to yeah. me, it was it was sort of a changing of the guard of like, look, we need a tech specific CEO. Deco, nice guy, 
we've we've grown uh, we've grown rapidly under his watch. But it's a new day where tech rules, and we need a guy uh, that can that can facilitate that. And I think it's sort of like what we saw with Dice with bringing in a, a tech guy and getting rid of the the financial you know sort of business guy. So Chris was the president before, so so they're moving him from president to CEO. Uh, I reached out to a pretty big brand to ask them this morning. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this change? And and uh, they said, and even though it pains them to say, it was a smart move because he knows the market, he knows the product, and his mindset on those roles, uh, they're a really future forward. Yep. So it was a good move. Uh, hate to say that, but it was a good move uh, for the evil empire. <laughs> you can give props if props are due. I mean, yeah, no, I think this is smart, dude. Do you put a product guy? I mean, to look at what Smashfly did with Tom, right? So they, he was a CTO and they knew that they had to do things much differently. I think that was a good move for them to put Tom into that position. This, this could be a new, a new indeed, man. You know, you know, they could be a more friendly, transparent, kinder, open, gentler, kinder, gentler, fuzzier and warmer. Uh, indeed. I mean, I, I put out a tweet about this new CEO <laughs> and the official indeed account on Twitter said, thanks Joel or whatever it was. And I'm like, either that's just some intern working hood suite and doesn't know any better, or maybe yeah. they're actually, you know, like, let's talk, let's, we'll talk to you and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll open up the, uh, the doors and, you know, we're going to be in Austin soon. Maybe we should walk in and, and, uh, ask for, uh, Mr. Himes and see if he can talk to us. And yeah, I think we should probably prep the area before we go down there and say, yeah, if you guys are open, let's have a conversation. And if they are, they are, if they're not, they'll play a, an art zeal from dice and they'll yep. get in the corner and start sucking their thumb. Well, we know they listen to the show. So if you're out there, indeed reach out to us and uh, schedule a little time with your new CEO. While we're yeah. In and, and indeed Canada, we're going to be in Canada next week. Come see us. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have indeed uh, business cards by now and not Workopolis. <laughs> uh, next story. Next story. This is all you. This is your lane, dude. Yeah. So, okay. I, I was producing the Crazy and the King podcast. If you, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so. Plug. And yeah, plug there. And I heard Torin and Julie talking about this GM story that I hadn't even fucking heard about. And it set me off, dude. Mm -hmm. So employees are suing GM for, quote unquote, underlying atmosphere of violent racial hate and bullying. In a GM plant in Toledo, two black supervisors stood up to racism. We're talking about nooses being displayed in several areas. Whites only written on the bathroom wall swastikas one of the supervisor's subordinates said back in the day a person like you would already be in the ground buried with a shovel and then the supervisor was told when he took it to the next to to his supervisor said hey if you want to build relationships here you got to let things go so just as we believe we are starting to evolve as a people and we can get past this whole color of the skin or or religion, this shit happens. And it just fucking set me off that I can't believe a major brand like GM is allowing and has allowed yeah. this shit to happen. So my two thoughts on this are one is, you know, you and I, you and I know Ohio 
and we know Toledo. Yes. Like it's near Detroit. Oh, yeah. It's very diverse. Oh. Yes. It's, so when you when this came out of Toledo, I was I was pretty surprised. So the second thing led me to like we're just in a political environment now that you know our leader like our head of state doesn't necessarily champion this or condone it directly. But I feel like if you're racist, you feel empowered because of who's in the White House and and what's been said. And it goes back to, you know, the Robert E. Lee statues in the South and, you know, getting rid of, of that and comments around that. I just I just think there's an empowerment where if you're racist, you feel like, oh, shit, like it's, it's OK to be racist. Like I'm going to do this shit. And it's it's mm-hmm. very, very unfortunate that we're 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 pushing the rewind on culture and society in our country, at least. Uh, when you see shit like that, it's disgusting and disgraceful and sad. And it goes be, beyond that for the brand of GM. I mean, during a, a, a plant meeting, this is a problem. And obviously, it's it's a problem. We've got nooses showing up, for God's sakes. And so during a plant meeting, a white supervisor said, too big of a deal was being made of these nooses. After all, there was never a black person who was lynched who didn't deserve it. And that motherfucker was never disciplined. Yet GM says they are an inclusive culture. This has to happen. I get I get the whole from the top, the bullshit that fucking Trump puts out there. And to be quite frank, it is fairly blatant when he says Mexicans are rapists and they're criminals and shit like that. That's that is blatant racism. Sure. Number one. Number two, GM, they're the ones in control of this and they need to fix this shit. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, dude, we have we have the governor of Virginia, which is not a backward state by any means. I mean, maybe part of yeah, it, a Democrat. but like a Democrat who in the 80s, not the 1880s, the 1980s was fil- like photographed in blackface and a Ku Klux Klan outfit. He won't say which one is is him. Like there's a bad answer on, on yeah. both ways, but like he's still in office. Like he's t- he still feels uh, that that's okay. Or that, that, and his defense is like, no, that maybe isn't me, but I went in blackface as Michael Jackson. So your defense is that I was still in blackface, but it was Michael Jackson and not like, so the whole thing is bizarre. We live in bizarro times. You know, I hope to, I hope to a higher power that, you know, in two years, this whole thing goes away. I fear that it won't. But uh, these are weird times we live in, and, and it's sad that it's it's spilling into corporate America with reputable companies that are that are old and you know traditional in our society, and just shit flows downhill, man. It's sad. Yeah, from our standpoint, you know, I I think it, it's it's on us to be able to continue to shine light on this shit because that is the best disinfectant, right? And when I didn't even know about this, it's like, fuck this. Our listeners are going to know about this. This is bullshit. This is a huge brand. And uh, I mean, from my standpoint, that definitely makes me not want to buy any type of a GM product. And that's the best way to send them a message. Along with our podcast. (laughs) You're really bringing down the Valentine's Day show. Come on, man. Hey, I'm giving love to all those people out there that deserve equity, inclusion, and real diverse cultures. That's who I'm fucking bringing the love to. The only thing that can make this this better is our favorite voiceover, Sovereign. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. 
Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. So have you made, I mean, are we meeting up with Sovereign? What's going on? We're going to Austin like in two weeks. We need to get this nailed down. Come on, Sovereign. If Joel hasn't reached out to you, just reach out to me. I'll get shit set up. Dude, there's been too much news. I can't, I can't, I can't coordinate Whatever. your social schedule in my spare time anymore. What you're saying to Sovereign is they're not important to you, but they are important to me. They're important to us. <laughs> they are, I believe, well, technically they're our longest uh, standing sponsor. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. They're pretty fucking awesome. All right, dude, let's go a little rapid firing. Okay, so we got Google Hire News, we got LinkedIn, and we got TMP. Go. Okay, so Hired by Google, uh, they've been around since 2017, but guess what? They're spreading out, they're branching out, they're invading (laughs) Canada and the UK. Meaning they're growing into those markets. They're not literally invading with like weapons of mass destruction. I'm telling you right now, the AI is being weaponized and uh, it all comes down to one thing. Their competitors are feeling like this is an invasion. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And by the way, this goes back to our job by at ISIM shit. Like all these companies are seeing or they better see that Google is like progressively moving into your back backyard. Yeah. Like they're coming into Canada, yep. UK, yep. they'll be in Japan soon. They'll be in France, Germany, et cetera, uh, Australia. Yep. I mean, they're coming for you. And if you're not preparing for it, they're going to burn your house down, so to speak. Yeah, Job bite is obviously preparing for that shit. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, they needed 200 million to, to help do that. And a lot of companies can't do that. <laughs> so good mm-hmm. on them for having yeah. the ability to raise the money. But yeah, like Google's coming to town. Is your castle going to be strong enough to with, withstand it? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, dude. Uh, I don't, this isn't good, I guess. Uh, so you came across a story that said 13, only 13% of millennials. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because you, you take a look at it from a demographic standpoint as the boomers move out and you've got the millennials that are moving in to really just kind of like, you know, into that vacuum per se um, in the workforce. This is a big loss for LinkedIn if they can't get that new segment, that new demographic to start using their system. So I, I can only imagine after this after this research that they uh, had a huddle and said, fuck, um, and then saying, OK, how do we go after these types of individuals uh, to get them to start using the platform to understand that a professional network is where they need to be? And maybe the whole new video thing that they're doing is 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 one of the reasons. I don't yeah, know. I mean, part of this is shocking because, you know, this is 15 to 34 year olds. I believe 15 year olds don't know shit about LinkedIn or care. But if you're over 21 and in college or educated, like if you're not on LinkedIn, like something's wrong. 13% is nothing. Like I could launch a site and get 13% of millennials to use it. It might not be a, a <laughs> it might not be a social network, but I mean, that's really bad. And this is from like their own demographics. Um, I mean, you know, yes. granted from this yes. report, and this was a SourceCon story, uh, you know, 30, 39 million students and recent grads are on LinkedIn. 
which is not a, a ton. Like if that's globally, that's not a huge number. 44% uh, make 75000 a year or more. Mm-hmm. More than 70% are outside the US, which is kind of interesting. Even if it's 25% of millennials using LinkedIn, that's not a good sign for LinkedIn. No, there's really good data in this this survey that LinkedIn pulled together, but you're always looking for gaps. And this is, I mean, this is a huge weak spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they realize that, which maybe brings us to our next story from LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, they're launching of live video uh, this week, which apparently is in beta. Not everyone has it, uh, but they're slowly rolling it out. Our friend Audra, who we mentioned earlier in the shout outs, uh, had a good comment that basically like 2013 called, they want their technology back. <laughs> um, and and I remember, I remember Facebook in particular uh, push live video hard. They really wanted people to be at a sporting event or yeah. a concert or whatever, and like live stream your participation in that. And, I mean, I tried a little bit, but like it was a pain in the ass because you got to be interesting on live video and like it's just not that interesting to be at the mall and talking about like, you know, going to justice and and buying a new uh, unicorn leotard. So (laughs) LinkedIn's brand is like old people. And I think they're going to continue to have a hard time appealing to younger people on any big way. Yeah, I don't think this is the answer. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately LinkedIn is going to be a, an, an add-on to Microsoft's, you know, dynasty. Yeah, LinkedIn will be a utility uh, uh-huh. to have a professional presence, to network with people, and you know, share stories. Uh, but it will, but it will cease being like a cool place to hang out. And I think young people are already telling you, like, I'm not going to hang out on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think Microsoft and their suite of products, if they can start to somehow spin that uh, to be able to try to encompass and pull more people in, mm-hmm. if you have Microsoft suite license or something of that nature, obviously you're going to have a profile or, or whatever it is, and that automatically sucks you into LinkedIn. Who knows, right? But there's got to be some ways to really pull in that humongous fucking audience that uh, Microsoft already has using Sweet. Just get Kylie Jenner or whatever her name is to like be a spokesperson for LinkedIn and make it cool to millennials. Or you can do something like a fire festival. Yes, I was going to say that. Or have like <laughs> a uh, have a concert on a desert I- or deserted island and uh, really really be cool to the millennials. All right, dude. Uh, last on the news briefs here on the end. Uh, TMP big ass recruitment ad agency acquires CKR Interactive this week. This is the consolidation of the agency industry. We saw this with Shaker mm-hmm. buying the Arlen Group. Give us your clients. Give us your talent. You know your salespeople who are good and the the professionals, thought leaders that are there. Yeah. But ultimately, it's very hard to survive as a niche or boutique agency in today's world. Yeah. I, I think unless you have like like a KRT that they focus really heavily on um, programmatic and companies don't know even how to spell fucking programmatic at this point. Yeah. So they have to go to somebody and it's like, that's where we specialize. So I think th- in that vein, if you, you, you know, if you can ride that wave, fucking ride it. Um, but yeah, I think you're right with regard to it's kind of like an aqua hire uh, as mm-hmm. also you're taking another player off the table. So if, again, you are showing up to these uh, presentations uh, and you've got one less player in the room because they're now a part of your team, that doesn't hurt either. Yeah, the days of you know answering the phone and placing newspaper ads and display ads in the local newspaper and yeah. you know being able to go to your local recruiter and take them to lunch at Applebee's and, and be nice and keep their business are, yeah. are gone. And that's where those little, uh, little agencies thrived and sort of that human connection. And people just don't care about people as much anymore. Happy Valentine's Day. 
People hate people. Here come the robots. <laughs> we out. We out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.